Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special, what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Love Human Be Spirit, where we try to give you all of our lived experiences through the lens of human design. And we are back today to discuss the very powerful splenic authority. Hello, everyone. Yay, Splenic Authority Day. It's my day. We are excited to be back to talk about this powerful authority one of one of the authorities we did two on emotional we're gonna go go in on the spleen now and talk about that and excited to get into it and the beautiful part is which is the contrast that Monique and I, I always try to offer is of course this is her authority but I also have a defined spleen and while my authority is emotional, I can kind of connect to some of the things that she shares, but boy, she has a story to share about how she has allowed herself to connect with it deeply that I think is so worthy of sharing with others. If you have this authority or have someone in your life that you can help support them or learn how to tap into it more for yourself. So again, everything that we share is through the lens of our own experience and so we felt very called to share this today because this one is so powerful. It really is so powerful. Um, for me, finding out I was splenic authority, when I first read it, I'm like, spleen? That's a weird one. Like, what? I'm like, you know, because we've heard the words solar plexus before in the chakra system. We've heard the heart chakra. We've heard the sacral. But when spleen came up, I, when I first was learning design, I was like, that's a weird, I'm like, what, what does a spleen even do in your body? You know, like, so I started researching that even, you know, I, I just, um, just even the, the center for that to be my authority, just like piqued my curiosity, like, what, what does that mean? Um, and, you know, the spleen is really about our immunity, our immune center, you know, it runs that whole, it's about health, it's about survival, it's about um, uh, or filtering your lymphatic fluids or moving your lymphatic fluid, that's what it physically does in your body, Uh, but it's very, it's very primal, it's very bodily, it's very knowing just you know, biology knowingness almost like it's, um, that's the, that's kind of how it feels too to, to use it because, and, and in today's world, it often feels a little bit crazy sometimes because some of the responses come from this place of, uh, you know, I don't know, survival. And we don't live like that anymore. We, you know, we're in a, we're in a place where we're in a different mode. I don't know if uh, hopefully we are, but you know, I just, um, do you know what I'm trying to say? I'm, yes. I, it's the instinct, right? Like the instinct yeah. and, and the, like the primal nature of it. I mean, it's still in there, you know, and it allows, I think this, I mean, you get to speak to it, but this authority allows you to really tap into that intuition. Now, what we are taught is this is the most difficult to trust because it is so incredibly subtle like my emotional wave is a big old crash that shows up beating down my door. But this one is so subtle. I mean, I always think of it like the sixth sense, like my hair standing up or just something within me is like, oh, hell no. Or for me, it's that because my cognition is smell. It's like, that doesn't smell right to me. You know, like that's kind of where mm-hmm. it shows up a little bit for me, but the most difficult to trust because 
we likely there, I don't know that you were Monique, but we're, we were taught not to pay attention to that. And so there could be a lot of conditioning, which, you know, we've talked about conditioning in the center, but there could be a lot of conditioning that's had you silence that or not give it the attention that it's deserving of, um, especially because the information that comes from the spleen is uh, we don't, we can't defend it necessarily, right? We can't describe it or explain it. We don't know why, but we're just, it just, it just is. There's something that has told us and you've given me countless, um, you know, different examples, which I'm going to, you know, kind of poke at you a little bit to share some of those. Um, what happens to you when you that like you feel pressured to make a decision. Can you like ask your spleen? Yeah. Um, yeah, you can, I can. <laughs> I think that you can ask your spleen anytime if you have spleenic definition. I think you can too. I think in your case, it's probably, I don't know. The backup. You know, have, yeah. The backup. <laughs> right. Um, and you know, maybe it's useful in the moment for you to kind of lead with, and then you can check back in with your emotional authority and be like, oh, was that splenic? It's something that I still like kind of, um, but yes, I think that I can ask it in the moment if I have to make a decision under pressure and I can for sure kind of get a feel of a yes or a no, or, or which way I should go. But I, it can be hard to hear it. I guess it depends on the circumstance. So if I'm around a lot of people, I, I might not be able to get you an ant. I can't hear it. It's very quiet. And, you know, again, I've been in my human design experiment for a little over a year now. So uh, I imagine that it gets, you get better and better at tuning into this, right? The more we practice these things. And I do feel like I have gotten better at hearing my spleen, uh, but it's always saying something. It's always talking. It's always kind of telling me how to move or what to, which way to go or who to go towards or who not to go towards. Um, it's just a matter of, am I always listening? And a lot of times I'm not because I'm busy, um, you know, in life. <laughs> so, yes. I mean, we have a perfect example of this yesterday, yesterday, she and I were on the phone with each other and you were at work and it was getting ready to get really busy, but we were checking in on something because we have an opportunity to participate in something. And so I was, we were excited to talk about it quickly. And I loved it because she's like, you know, wanting me to honor my authority, right? So even though in the moment I was super fucking excited about it, I really probably needed to sleep on it or give myself the opportunity to be in neutrality with my emotional authority. And she was like, I need to not be at work to check in with my spleen, my spleen initially, right. because it is immediate response, right? Yours is where mine and emotional is not immediate. The immediate one, there's no truth in that one, right? So to your point, I can check in with my spleen, but I really got to honor where I'm at with my emotion to, to trust it. And for you, it's like, does this decision feel right? What you were just sharing is the instinctual part of knowing your environment to be able to actually quiet yourself to listen. And I think that's a powerful thing for people to hear because you could be impacted potentially by what's around you maybe in that right. moment. And so you really honored it. And I would love for you to share the story where you first taught yourself to trust it. Like you had the first experience that you're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that I was will. my Apple watch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa, was that the spleen? <laughs> she, she got loud today. <laughs> she knows we're recording about her. <laughs> oh man. She tried to talk first. Did you hear that? That's funny. Um, I love that. <laughs> oh, that made me hot. <laughs> <laughs> made me a little hot too. Okay. <laughs> it together here I forgot what you asked me <laughs> I would like for you to share the first time the story, that you the really story. connected yes yeah so I this is what this is before I knew human design this is before I knew to call it my spleen but the story goes like this I was uh I I have the gate of extremes guys it's gate 15 anybody else have that in their chart holler but um uh that is uh a gate that that I'm learning to really love about myself. And it's it, basically, I go through, like, I'll be, I'll do yoga every day for like two months and then I'll never do it again for like, I don't know, six months. Like, it's just a very extreme nature that I have with things. At this point in my life, I was doing yoga uh, pretty regularly at a studio that I 
found that found me. I now also believe that the spleen really brings things into my awareness, right? It's an awareness center, just 100%. like your solar is. Yes. So, so that's what it's really doing for me. It's bringing things into my awareness for me. And uh, this yoga studio was brought into my awareness and I started going there for a different reason, not for yoga reasons. Um, this group organization that I used to like, that there, et cetera. I, I, I connected with the, with the place, the environment, the studio, I connected with the girl instructing. I, I felt good in this space. Um, when I would go, it wasn't close to my house. It was kind of out of the way. And one day I went to go do my yoga thing. Um, and I put my bag down where everybody else's bags go. Uh, and I was doing my yoga and mid yoga. I was really going through what, I don't know what the right yoga terms are for this, but I was doing so much mo these movements and I was really in it. I was like crying a little bit. I was, I was, I felt like really good. I was doing like, like, I felt like I was moving some energy through myself or whatever it was. I was tuning into my, I felt really in tune and uh, is my point. And I, whilst like sitting there crying, moving my body, experiencing this blissful moment, I, I got like a voice that was like your purse, like really fast in my head, like your purse. And I was like, what my purse? Like, and then, and I, I dismissed it. I thought it was just a thought passing through my head, I guess. Like, I think I've thought my spleen sounds have been most of my life. And then, um, it happened again. It was like your purse, go check your purse. And I was like, that's fucking weird. So I got up in the middle of the class, which is something that I don't really do. I'll like one of those people that I'm going to wait till the end of the class to get up. I don't like to like walk through the room, certainly not in a yoga place where everybody is like very, but I got up and I went to check my purse. Cause that's what I heard this little voice in my head say, and my purse was gone. And I walked outside where everybody's bags were. Everybody's only my purse was gone. No, everyone else's bags were there. Um, I couldn't believe it. I was searching like crazy. Everything was in this bat, my purse, my phone, my keys, my car keys, my phone, my wallet, um, my wedding rings were in the like I had taken out my jewelry. Um, everything. I was gonna go to work after yoga, so I was like set up for the night. I was one of those people that had one of those big purses with everything in it that you would ever need. Um, I don't roll like that anymore. <laughs> Lesson learned. And I just lost everything in that moment. And I had to, you know, call the police had to come. They looked for my purse. My purse was gone. It was stolen there. It was, I uh, never found again. I had to get like my car towed. It was a whole experience for me. It was a very hard night. <laughs> um, I was, I ended up being at the yoga studio until like 2am that day, waiting for a tow truck to come to tow my car home because I didn't have a spare key. And, um, my mom came and waited with me. One of my other close friends did that live nearby did too. Um, neighborhood wasn't great that we were waiting in. It was just one of those experiences. And I was obviously a hot mess while going through it. But by the time I got home at 2am that night, I remember being like, and like thinking about things. I remember, first of all, being laughing, almost laughing about everything that had happened throughout the night. Like, I cannot believe that this happened. Like how, like I was in the yoga trying to get my fucking inner peace on and my purse gets stolen with everything in it. And then I was like, how did I know? How did I know to go check my, my bag? And I had no idea how I knew. Um, fast forward a few months, no, maybe more than a few months to learning design. I know that that was a, one of the first times that my spleen was making herself known to me in that moment. There was a lot of other stuff going on in my personal life during that time. I was in a place where I was um, not feeling very emotionally stable or stable in general, just very alone ish in my thoughts and feelings and expressions. And, um, the, the, I don't know, it was so loud in me when I tell you, and it was so accurate. And I just couldn't believe that, um, that that's, 
that that was that's what that was but i know now that that's what that was and uh that experience taught me a lot about a lot of things it was a big lesson learning experience for me it was almost like a bottom point for me um coupled with other things going on in my life at that time and it was like a reminder that there was something inside of me that i could trust that i didn't that even though i felt alone and um disconnected from a lot of people in my life at that time and at a place where I just I didn't know what I was doing or where I was going or how I felt about myself or I had all of those uh, feelings and sentiments very front and center every day I felt very lost I felt very confused Um, and it was like in that moment my body was like you still have this inside of you to, to always rely on. And um, that's just one big example. But I mean, I really, looking back at my life, can think of so many now. And, and so what I learned was, um, I got a little choked up even talking about that. It's so crazy how powerful it is. Um, because that's what it has allowed me to feel. It's allowed me to feel empowered. Yes. Like there was always something there guiding you. And in that moment, it, even in the most, um, traumatic of experiences, just really life altering in that moment, showing you, Hey, I'm always here. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to get that emotional telling you that story. Um, but it really was a catalyst, right? Yeah. It was a catalyst that brought you to really, really testing, trusting the wisdom that's within our body. It's not in our head. It's just, yeah, it's our body. And, um, yeah. And, and to your point, uh, earlier you had said that, you know, this is not self-trust is not something that we're taught, um, necessarily. I, you know, I don't know. I think maybe some people have this inherently more than others, but for me, what would happen is in my um, younger years, probably, I don't know, I want to say like my adolescent and, and early 20s, uh, I'm going to say from the ages of adolescence to early 20s, I was making decisions that made me feel like I couldn't trust myself. And uh, because of the things that were happening or whatever, and I, and whether that's right or wrong or, or what, you know, whether I was putting that on myself or not, uh, I, I, I didn't, I never felt like I had that reliant source of self-trust until I found this relationship with my spleen again. I mean, I, I'm not saying I never had it, but I'm sure I did at some point, but I think I lost it. And I think that coming back to that has allowed me to come back to myself you know, my truest, you know, youngest, most authentic self before the world gets all up in you, uh, more than, more than anything else, reconnecting with that. That's how instinctual it is. And that's, um, I, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, I've always felt it and I never really knew what it was, I guess. And so do you think that that is when you started learning your design that you were just like, oh, do you think it was just like, then it has led you to be able to have, um, you know, the, the languaging to be able to express the wisdom that your body has for you all the time, because, because it is so super immediate, you know, that's, that's, what's different about this versus the emotional. It's that it's right there and it's right there for you. And from my understanding, one of the worst things you can do, or, or I could do to ask you when you're sure about something is ask you if you're sure, because you can't, you can't ask it that like, it's like, are you sure? Cause then, you know, you're doubting it in that moment. And that's like the worst thing that you can do is place doubt on it because it is so subtle. And so if, you know, the way that I understand it too, is if, if you're not clear on something or if you're not sure, then take more time for making a decision for yourself. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's good advice. And um, you're so right, because I can almost ask the spleen anything except, are you sure? Right. It's like almost like she gets mad about it. So would the best question be, (laughs) and you and I have been taught this, but the best question would be more like, does this decision feel right? Not, are you sure? But does this decision feel right? Does this feel right for me? Is this right in this moment? Does that feel, does this feel aligned? Are those kind of the languaging of how you would 
you know, um, invite someone else who has this authority or, or has someone in their life that has this authority to be able to position it to check in versus, are you sure? I don't even want anybody asking me that. You know, I have emotional authority. That'll just, yeah, <laughs> I, I was going to say that. I don't think any of us really like to be asked if we're sure. Well, um, sacral can. A sacral cam, which we haven't talked about sacral authority because it's like fire, 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 fire. I mean, yeah, I don't have right. one, but you know, that's from a, yeah. <laughs> hell of, I know. Right. Yeah. Cause they're really living from a place of response or, or they're meant to be. So yeah, that kind of makes a little bit more sense, but um, yeah, I ask, or I can ask it stuff like, how do you feel about that? Okay. Or um, I mean, you know, describe how that was yesterday when we found out some information that was really cool and we were both really excited. So for me, I knew I was in an emotional high and you just knew in that moment, you're like, right now it feels like a yes, but I'm going to yeah. listen to my spleen when I'm not at work. Yeah. And, and see, this is something I'm still kind of learning to work with. So I, I did feel, I read, I read your message or I read it or we were talking, I no, I remember. read yeah. It was a date. It was a date that we were talking about. And I read it. And then when I, it was the number, the date of the number that, of the thing that we were talking about was like, when I read it, it, I, it felt like, yes, it felt like I wanted to say yes right away. And then, uh, but I realized I was doing 50 things at the same time at work. And so my, my body told me to check back in. Yeah. When I wasn't doing 50 things. And, and that's kind of, yeah, that's kind of like a testament to you recognizing. Um, that's one of the things that I feel like gets shared most often that it's important for you to be able to connect with your innate body wisdom, which may be different for someone else who has splenic authority too. They may connect, maybe they do like their whole thing all buzzing and, you know, they, right. So you plug in, this is how you know how to plug in though and, and get curious, yeah. get, get certain. And I think that you probably hit something on the head there, but that's the wrong way to say that. But <laughs> I think that you nailed it there a little or something, whatever. Um, because of what you said, it's uh, somebody, somebody like myself who has inner vision cognition, because that's my cognition people, which is my superpower, whatever you want to call it in human design. Uh, Amy's a smell, like she mentioned before. But so for me, it helps if I close my eyes always um, when making a decision, an important one, especially it helps if I can um, quiet the area around me because it's like, I can hear with my eyes closed and a quiet area, I can really hear the inner, the inner knowingness. Uh, but yeah, I think that you're right. That's me. Maybe somebody with a uh, buzzing um, uh, digestion or like nervous uh, touch, uh, you know, these different types of cognitions and digestions, maybe they need sound like, no, I don't know, you know, and, and it is such an innate body wisdom type thing. And it's very specific. I mean, I guess kind of like the emotional waves have their own, you know, um, I mean, everybody is allowed to express their emotions different and their awareness is going to come through different. The spleen, I, th I believe comes through different for every right. person inside of them. Yeah. Mine uh, is definitely so that this just doesn't smell right. And like literally, and I'm not just talking about food. I can walk into an environment and be like, nope, not for me. You know, I mean, yeah. I just, or something that it does smell nice. It's really inviting. Literally the, you know, condo that I'm living in now, I didn't have the opportunity to see it like firsthand, because that's how shit goes in Florida, you know? And so I had to make a commitment to it. And I literally asked the agent, I'm like, what does it smell like? I knew how important that was to me about to know if it was going to be right for me or not in that moment, you know, like, yeah. cause I couldn't, I, I, that was just, I just felt called to ask that where most other people may be asking other things. I wanted to know how it smelled. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's a good tell. I, I can relate to that too. I mean, my, my channel of surrender, the 4426 has a smell thing with it too. Yeah. Um, and it's, I can totally relate to that. It's something that I, um, I've, I've felt my most of my life too, but the spleen, um, I, I will say it's, it's so for me, I, I have a defined mind and, and, uh, my split, that's my, my split definition. It's my mind and my throat, uh, is connected. And then my other centers that are connected are uh, with the spleen, the spleen and the heart and my G, but there's no connection from my 
mind to my right. So I believe that most of my life I was in my mind trying to make my decisions, right? Yep. With my defined mind. That's how we're taught. And never ever really considering the other side of my split there, you know, um, which was which is where my authority was. And um I I struggled, Amy, when I tell you that I struggled a lot with decision making, it was a huge part of the problems in my life because I couldn't make choices. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't feel equipped to make choices sometimes by myself. I didn't feel like I could trust the choices I made and I just kept, um, I don't know if either looking for outside of me to help me with those or doubting myself while I was making them or waiting too long, thinking it through and then making the wrong one because, uh, you know, the, the first maybe ping I got was too weird or scary probably, or, um, you know, there is a flip side to fear. We have to like, at least mention that a little bit with the, with the spleen. So I think that I got really stuck in this place of, getting scared of my inner knowing and getting right up in my head about it and logically talking myself through that, which was all fucked up for me, all kinds of wrong. And I feel like that's so much why I felt so called for us to share this because from the moment I met you, you were so clear on it now, but you were honest with me about how hard it was for you before, how hard decisions were. Remember, authority equals how we make decisions. And now the clarity with which on how you make decisions. And even when you don't have any languaging to explain it, because you're not meant to, you no longer allow yourself to go up in your head and question and doubt or, or latch on to any kind of fear. And yes, mm-hmm. fear can be housed in the screen and blah, blah, blah. And I don't really want to talk about the noise that can go along with that because I just feel like we can choose how we want. And I choose to look at it as awareness and I'm not dismissing fear as if it's a, not a real thing. I'm a human. I felt it too, but I really think that we have the opportunity to flip that and look at it aware as awareness and information and intelligence on how we, we do things. And I have in the time I have been able to experience you It has been such an honor and delight to hear your languaging. It is very clear and very, very definitive. Spleen says this, like, even when, like for me as a manifester that has an urge or an idea, because I've got um, gate 11 and, you know, that kind of thing. It's like, you're, the spleen says, we need to be doing this. The spleen says, this is what's next. The spleen says, and it's like, we just trust it. And like, if we have heard nothing else in the time that we have been in this experiment Honoring our authority is critical to our, mm-hmm. you know, the optimal highest vibration of our existence in this ex- experiment. And so that's why I felt like it was so important. And I love you so much for sharing something that was so deep and so vulnerable of the impact of how you tapped into it, reconnected to it, right? Because maybe yeah. when we're younger, man, we like, we just latch onto everything. It's that childlike wonder. But then when we go and we experience, and then somebody else imparts fear on us, and then we have, you know, whatever. And so then we start silencing those things. And what are we taught? We're taught to go in our head. I sure as shit am not meant to go in my head with my emotions, because then I'm going to make myself batshit crazy. And I'm going to make a story about it. And I'm not doing that, which is why I stuffed it down for 35 years of food, right? So I couldn't feel anything. (laughs) I got to lighten this up every now and again. But for you, it was just like, when you reconnect, connected to it, it was like, it was your truth. And I love it. Every time you and I talk, you, the spleen shares something with you. And for me, it gives me permission to reconnect with mine. And the way that I feel I'm most connected to it, like I've shared is with my smell. And that's okay for me because it is not my authority. It's, it is defined. So I do get to count on it, but it doesn't get to be as immediate for me because I got to check in with my emotional wave. Yeah. You know, and I just, uh, as you were talking, I got a spleening kid. I think it's how it happens guys. It's, uh, it's just, I didn't, I never really allowed myself to, to have them as splenic kids. I thought they were just thoughts in my head. Yeah. Just like everything else. And they're not, that they're not. And now I'm learning to discern the difference, but, um, the spleen, oh, and then it goes away just like that. The spleen. So- 
So let me ask you some questions and if it comes yes. back, pop back in. So, Great, go ahead. you know, for those of you that have this or have someone in your life that does, because, um, especially if you're a parent and one of your kiddos has this, and this is like foreign to you, um, it's important to help them guide them by what feelings feel like. Right. And so I want to ask you this because we were taught this Monique, but I want to check in with you who actually has this. So a yes kind of varies depending on your unique intuition, which we and I, you and I have just talked about, which is beautiful. Right. But do you feel it as expansive? Do you feel it as light? Do you feel it as right? When you're feeling the yes, is it like, man, this is just so right. Or is it like, Oh, I feel at peace with this. Can you share that a little? Mm. That's a good question. That's a hard question to answer for me. Uh, I think that it feels like the yes feels like it just feels definitive. Okay. It feels like, yeah, it feels like. No, oh, I like that. Like, definitive yeah. is a great way to put it. It's, it's, yeah. you know, decisive. like I can trust it decisive. Right. And right. What, if it's a, if it's a no for now, does that like, does it feel like blah? No, always feels like, ugh. no, but like, like no for no. Can does it feel wrong? Like, is it pit in your stomach? Do you feel <laughs> heavy or anything like that? I mean, for me, I swear to God, every time it's a no, I want to make this face. Okay. Like every time it makes me want to like cringe. What is that face that I just made? Is that a cringe that face, face that you just made was like, Oh, fuck that. That's a, no, that's a no. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, it's almost grossed out. Yeah. Like, it's like it's not almost, even for me. Yeah. That's it's the almost a feeling of grossed out in my body. Now that I'm saying it to you out loud, it's almost like I feel a little like, gr like sick or gross all of a sudden, like just mm, no, so, no. So then what does fear feel like? Um, fear feels like fear feels like I'm uh, hiding. Okay. It feels like I'm just hiding from what something or like I'm like like I'm gonna crouch down or like a uh yeah hiding I guess is the right word because it's probably not facing something and that I need to or that I should or that it's going to serve me or something like that but it's um fear feels like fear feels like I'm hiding by choice I guess you know um as opposed to no feels like I don't have a choice here there's just I don't there's no choice here I can't go that way yeah. Well, I will throw up if I go that way. Yeah. That's how visceral it feels have or you something ever, like that. Have you ever tested that? Like if, if your body's telling you that and you do it anyway? Yeah. I think I tested that my whole life. Okay. So now, yeah. um, I think that I was testing. I think that I was definitely, um, doing dismissing that feeling and doing it anyway, most of my life. Yeah. And I think that I was, um, for that reason, oh, I just, the spleen and kid I got before just came back to me. But so my main sun gate is gate 46. Okay. So that is the love of self, physical self, your body, your body is your temple. You're supposed to really treat it like that way, know it, like give it gratitude for the things that it can do for you. Right. And um, honor it, trust it, all of those things that goes super hand in hand for me with my splitting authority, that being my main sun gate. And, um, you know, when I was younger, I had a, uh, an experience that really, uh, carved into that area of my life and made me self doubt in a deep, deep way in my body. And, uh, made me doubt my, the trust that in with, within myself, in my body. And, uh, I, I believe there was a big disconnect that happened for me then and there in that moment. And that I, that from then on, I was really, uh, dismissive of anything my body had to say to me. And I was just, you know, I was smarter than that, or I could figure it out on my own, or I could ask around, or I could go do whatever somebody else was doing or whatever it was that would allow my, mind to make it feel like I was making safe decisions right. where really I was doing the opposite yeah. in my case and disregarding all of that. But, uh, now, now I don't. And now I think it would be really hard for me 
to move into a space. Like if, if my body was like, no, and, and now I wanted to choose to disregard that. I think it would be really hard for me to do that. I don't know if I could, I'd have to, right. I'd have because to get back to you because I'm actively, you know, honoring it now yes. in a way that I never have. Yes. That's what I was going to say, because now it is just, it is the way you do it. It is how you operate now, but we're not going to challenge it anymore. And, and honestly, you guys, all of us, you know, can share experiences when we challenge our authority. God knows I just shared, you know, if I'm in a super high or I'm in a low and I make a decision, I'm like, Oh, what the hell was I thinking? Cause I did not get yeah. my time. And the same goes for you. But for you, I'm curious if you're not honoring that authority as a projector, do you think you felt bitter about your decision? Yes. Okay. 100%. Which is the not self for you, right? Like for yep. me, I'd be fucking angry. Right. And I can name a billion times where I was angry in my past life that, you know, I just, that's my not self. So and bitter for me, but my bitterness shows up as resentfulness, as cynicalness. Uh, and, and I think a lot of the times it was towards myself and yeah, for some of the choices I was making. And I just, I mean, maybe I didn't pinpoint it that way toward myself. I was probably putting it on other people around me or something like that. But I'm sure that a lot of the resentment and the bitterness came from just me being annoyed at my own choices or like, you know, or like my own uh, way of moving. Cause I, cause I knew better or cause I knew that I shouldn't have, you know, um, engage or continued maybe even because that's another thing of the spleen, right? We don't, I don't ever need to hold on to the things that are no longer Good serving me, good for me, all of that with a defined spleen. And I know, I mean, this is still something that I like. Um, I I want to sometimes hold on to things longer than I need to. And, and I know for sure my younger self held on to things longer than I needed right. to. And, and that's me disregarding my body. That was me really putting the main energy in my chart aside and like listening to other people, other things, which is so not right for me and, and, or for anybody, but for me and, you know, my cross being in my G center and this, um, you know, I'm really here to embody my full self and trust my full self. And by doing that, I empower others to do the same. That's, yes. that's what, that's what vessel of love cross is kind of about like sort, I mean, part of it or how I'm learning to understand it. It's, it gets to be uh, whatever feels most aligned for you. We know that yeah. we said that repeatedly, how we interpret the information and how we let ourselves experience it gets to be very unique to us. That's why it is. But I will tell you, Monique, and you know, everybody else that's listening, you're empowering me to really lean in and listen to my spleen more. I don't really feel like I experience fear a lot. That's just not a word that I'll, I have ever quote unquote, let myself connect with. It just really isn't. I just, I, I desire in my chart. It's very clear. I desire new things. I want new experiences. And as luck would have it, they get to be super fucking colorful with emotional, you know, challenging experiences, but I'm, I get bored easily and I want new things and I thrive in that. So it's not that I'm not like looking, like just dismissing that there could be potential, you know, I, I, I feel like my survival instincts are, um, always on pace with whatever it is that I'm doing. And I don't question a lot. And I just trust it's my nose. That is my knower for a lot of things that I'm doing, which is, you know, different for you. I don't have these little or, or I haven't connected with them yet. I'm totally here for it. Whoever is in the cosmos listening, I'm here for it, you know, but it's like, I, I, I didn't say, I didn't hear the purse. And I know there was another one where you told me you'd lost your journal and oh, you yeah. I was just... your whole place for it. And your, your spleen said, look outside it's outside. And you opened your door and you're like, what the, and there it was. And, and I, yeah. And at first I was like, it's not outside. There's no effing way it's outside. That's, but that's my you going in back. your mind. Yeah. That's, that's you're going mind in your mind. Mind was like, no, no way, bitch. It's not outside. There's no way that I left my journal outside. I would never do that. And then lo and behold, oh, well, the journal's outside. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I could think of a million of the other day where I was going to eat lunch with my daughter and right. But my daughter is one of those uh, kids that's always hot. She's always hot. We live in Miami and she's still always hot. You know, the place is cranked down the AC. She's always hot. And uh, we have to keep it so cold at night when we sleep here. Like she runs way hotter than I do, but we're getting ready to go out to eat some lunch. And as we're getting ready to leave, I hear grab a sweater and take it with you. And I'm like, <laughs> nobody needs a sweater 
<laughs> here mine said back to spleen mine was like no one needs a sweater here I'm, like this kid's never cold but I have I'm learning to not argue with her anymore right so I just grabbed the sweater and I put it in my bag and we were at lunch and like midway through the meal she's like mom I'm kind of cold and I'm like lucky for you your mom here has a little sweater in her bag that she never brings with her anywhere um, because Spleen told me to, it's as simple as that. And, um, it's it, th- that type of stuff happens for me all the time. I'll be going out the door for work and I will be like something. I'll be like, Hey, you should bring your, I don't know, your fairy cards to work today. Uh, I think was one time that happened and I'm like, that's kind of weird. I'm already running late for work. Why you want me to go back in and get the fucking fairy cards now? Spleen, like what? So I grab the fairy cards, I throw them in my bag. And like that day, uh, somebody came in, uh, one of, you know, somebody that I, that I like a lot at my job and was like feeling down and I happened to have the cards and I'm like, do you want like, you want me to pull some fairy cards to you? And I gave them like a little quick fairy card pull thing. And it meant so much to this person. It, it really changed his day and could, he couldn't believe how in tune it was and all that. And I was like, wow, it's just these little things that all the time, but see what I would I would be so inclined to dismiss that as a thought before right. knowing this information. Yeah. Before knowing this, I would be like, Monique, um, you know, get, get just whatever, like get out the door. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. I got, I got to get there. I don't have time for this, that kind of thing, that kind of energy. So um, I want to give our listeners like a couple of steps to make a decision if they have splenic authority and also ways that they can help a loved one. You know, I love, 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 love to talk about how parents can support their kiddos with this. And so, especially if it's super different from their own authority. So I'm going to do that, but then I want you, I'm just going to put you on the spot. So you can be thinking about them. I've just given a couple tips of, you know, how, you know, how you would advise someone to connect with it too. And they might be similar, but um, I always like to have your colorful insight. So, um, you know, when you're making a decision and it's first presented that first immediate feeling in the core of your body is the one to go with. That's, that's what, that's what we're taught. And for me, that's absolutely true because it's my sense of smell. So it's maybe different for you. If you have a defined spleen, if it's your authority, you know, you get to tap into what that is for you as you're learning in the experiment. The first instinct that's felt in your body is your truth. And just ask yourself, you know, does this feel right? Um, does, does this decision feel right for me? Or you can even, I mean, I'm guessing you could even ask, does it feel wrong? But just don't ask, are you sure? (laughs) Do not ask that. And then the other one is to, you know, trust yourself and take action if you can in that moment, because it is immediate and don't be waiting around and trying to ask it again and again and again. That's, that's not the energy of this authority. It's just very immediate and maybe even can feel a little quote unquote impulsive. You could probably speak to that more than me, but if it feels right, then go for it. What do you think? What do you think? What, what would you add? Yeah, no, you, you, you nailed that. Um, it definitely can feel impulsive. It can feel spontaneous. Um, it can feel erratic. It can feel um, inconsistent sometimes in your behavioral patterns, or it can maybe look inconsistent to others, uh, so to speak. Um, I don't know. There, there came a level of freedom for me too that allowed me to own it when I, when I learned about my splenic authority, because it's just, my way is going to look, um, it it gave me, uh, permission to feel different and okay with that, uh, in, in my, in my choices. And that, that opens a lot of, uh, I don't know, freedom inside of me or opportunity inside of me to, to really move how I want to move. But I would add that if you're splenic or if you have a child who is one important um, thing to really accept and like start to get comfortable with is that this is not a logical uh, process awareness center. It's not, there's nothing, something logical about the spleen. The spleen is, it's almost like she can see a little bit into the future and she is helping you best survive in those like minutes that are going to come right before you and it's awareness around you. So it's what's going on around you and what's going to happen next. And how can I correctly move through that? I'm so glad you said that because I wanted to offer up. Don't ask why. Yeah. 
Don't ask yes. someone that you love, you know, someone that you support, someone that you're guiding, don't ask them why, if they had this authority, because yeah. then that could potentially, especially if it's a kiddo to start the, and to doubt it. Yeah. They can't yeah. articulate it. Yeah. There is no real why. Um, there's often not a why. And there, and if you, right, exactly. What you and said, there doesn't need to be. There, there doesn't, doesn't need, to need to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's how powerful this authority gets to be for 100%. you guys. If you have it, you don't need a why and you don't need a back. You don't need a reason because it just is. It's that uh, primitive and it's that instinctual. It's that um, innate. It's just our, um, you know, and I just think that it's really, really important to get comfortable with that, to get comfortable and accept the fact that it's going to feel and look very different to uh, to the, to the other authorities when you're splenic, it's not, you know, but it's gonna, it's for you, it's, it's going to be perfect. So just the more that you can trust and lean into that is great. Uh, another little tip I would just say for anybody that's trying to get in touch with their splenic authority or wanting to foster that in their child is to, uh, experiment with this with really small things first. So, uh, sometimes when I'm like wanting to get rid of some stuff in my closet, let's say I'm like going through clothes and I'm trying to donate some things or clean out things. Um, and I, I love my clothes, you know that. So sometimes I have a hard time maybe parting with things or getting rid of things or they're like, like it's time to let them go, but like, I don't want to or stuff. So I will just like literally pick the, the, the outfit or the shirt or the dress or whatever out of my closet and I'll hold it in my hands or like on my body and I'll feel, do I want to keep this or do I want to get rid of it? And yeah. almost quickly as fuck, I'll hear one or the other. And I'm like, okay, it's a no or it's a yes. And that's it. And I'll, I could really quickly de like, like go through my stuff in a way that I never, I would have, again, I told you decision-making was hard for me in every sense of this, even See, when it came to why, things like this. That's why I felt like it was so important that we share this because for you personally, decision-making was hard. And now that you're connected, you're mm -hmm. so aligned with it now. And what a yeah. gift. And because it's so powerful, but yet so subtle and hard to trust. That's why we felt called to share this, you know, episode in such depth because it is so powerful. And so mm -hmm. if it offers up any kind of, um, clarity or even just licensing or permission to just own it and not have to explain it and certainly not go up in your mind to try to defend it. That's what we were trying to offer together today. Yeah. Yeah. And, and have fun with it guys. Like it, it basically means you're a little psychic if you have splenic authority. Okay. Have fun with this, yes. live your life and, and kind of go into it with that. Be like, I know things I am aware as fuck about things going on around me, whether I'm tuned in or not yet with my spleen, my spleen is. And so that means that I have that in me. And that means that I know that there's a really good chance that that little thing that you just thought was a thought in your mind is the next thing that's going to happen around you or is like the next thing this person's going to say, or is like, I was just thinking about somebody the other day um, that I saw at that music festival that I went to a few months ago that lives around here and knew where I worked. And I'm like, gosh, I haven't seen them since that music festival. And they came into work yesterday, you know, that type of thing. That's like, that's inner knowingness stuff. That wasn't just a thought that I had. That was like my spleen being like, you're going to see this person in probably the next day or, two. or you know, uh, this, there's like this underlining knowingness that's always there inside of you. So play with it, have fun with it. You know, you may as well. And as you're doing that, you might be blown away at how much it actually helps you make big life decisions because then that's what I started doing is I made huge life decisions now based on this and every single one has panned out fucking amazing for me. Yes. And that's because I was able to self-trust in a way that I've never been able to do before with this. Yeah. So you're right. It was a very important episode to record yes. and I'm glad I, um, I was open to it there. I think I was a little nervous to be seen so much since it is my authority, but I'm glad that we did it. And I love how we got into it. Um, yes. and it makes me feel proud and good to be a splitting authority. And I hope that anybody else that hears any of these things. And if you want to get into it more, please reach out to me or Amy. But I, I really, I love to foster this and help people specifically 
with this authority because yes. it's just it is that important you're right uh, it's just yeah. it can really open up a whole another world for you um in terms of confidence and self-acceptance and self-love and all of these things that it has like it has for me yep one of the sayings that i say and i'll leave you guys with this is i just know in my knower that's what i've mm. i've said that i just know in my knower i don't have to defend it i don't have to you know give any explanation for it when i say that people just don't say anything else <laughs> So it feels really good. That is a little more like swallowable than uh, spleen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, not between all of us who understand design. We, we totally get it. But if we but step outside that. of that, people are like, what? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Catch up. That's what I'm always thinking in my head. Catch up already. You know, <laughs> Right. I know. And I'll say it sometimes. So even when I'm in groups of people that have no idea what human design is, and I'm like, yeah, spleen's like, no. I think most people just like disregard what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what that girl's talking about, but, um, but yeah, they'll think about it, which is fun. But yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. It's, um, it's so fascinating. And thank you. Thank you for probing me a little bit and pulling some of that out of me. Awesome. Well, I'm thrilled that we were able to make it happen today and we have some great stuff coming up for you guys. We are so excited. So just stay tuned to the episodes. We've got some great guests coming, great, you know, additional content. So that's our intention with every single episode is just in some way it touches someone and we may never know, but it'd be really great if you let us know <laughs> that we would love that. So um, <laughs> any and all feedback, as long as it's positive. No, I'm kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. I'm kind of kidding. <laughs> <laughs> either way just sending you guys all kinds of love wherever you are in your experiment and um we're happy to be um you know a part of the journey with you and with that we will make it a wrap for today yes love you guys love yourselves bye, bye. thank you so much for tuning into this episode we hope you found it inspiring and digestible if you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.